0: This is the Legend of the Five or More podcast, a collective podcast about Winter Court, the annual event celebrating Legend of the Five Rings, the living card game from Fantasy Play Games. All right, welcome, folks. I'm Tobin Lopez. We're here for Legend of the Five or More podcasts, an annual event where we come together and just kind of talk about the whole experience of being at Winter Court. We have a gaggle of folks around uh, in the... Uh, Kind of this corner of the area in the Doubletree Inn, recently renamed Doubletree from Radisson. So we'll go around the room and have everybody introduce themselves, uh, starting with Trevor.
1: Hello, everyone. I am Trevor Cuba from the Court Games LCG podcast.
2: Hi, everyone. I am Melissa Palmer uh, from the Sixth Ring podcast and Twitch stream. Uh, We are currently expanding our brand right now. But yes, that is me.
3: Hi, this is Doug Keister of the Art of Warcast, Edward Kim associated with the Sixth Ring podcast.
4: Hi, I'm Brandon Lean, uh, coming from the New England L5R podcast.
5: Alex Jacobs from Sixth Ring, Roland and Brokagon, the lore podcast, and I don't know what I'm doing here.
6: <laughs> uh, <coughs> hi, this is Adam Helbling from uh, the Meek Informant. I am not joined by the rest of my guys, Nick <laughs> and or Eric, uh, but
7: uh, I have a groupie. You can say hi, maybe. <laughs> Hi, I'm uh, James Huff. I will be playing the role of Nick tonight.
8: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Brian Murphy from Focus Focus Strike, aka Murph. Special shout out to our friends at the Jade Throne and Imperial Advisor who couldn't be there this year. And Merlin, if you're listening to this, we're trying really hard without you. Yeah, for sure.
9: <laughs> this is Jeannie Calavar, also known as Kikita Kaori from the Court Games RPG podcast.
10: And I'm David the Five Rings. I don't have a podcast. I still live in the dead world of print media. (laughs) Or online print media, right? Uh, Written written word. I type letters. (laughs) They come together for words. Occasionally, I actually speak into microphones.
0: All right. Welcome. All right. Welcome. All right. So, we're kind of going to go around the room uh, or the lobby here as it is. And I think our listeners really want to hear about the Winter Court Experience. So uh, some of us were here for the LCQ. And some of us were here for... And and everybody that was here for the s participate participated in Day 1A or Day 1B. So uh, anyone want to share any particular memories?
2: All right. So uh, as many people here may know, I was not planning on coming until Friday. <laughs> I got on a plane. I did not play this year. So I showed up. People did not expect me. And my favorite memory is Jordan coming up to me over here. And... Literally nearly crying and saying, Oh my god, I didn't expect you here. You're one of my favorite people. And i just made me feel so warm and fuzzy inside that people in the community love us all so much uh, and that we all do such great things for the community. So this doesn't go just for me, but for all of you. Any content that we put out to the community, people really appreciate it. People love it. People love us. And I love you all.
1: <laughs> wait, wait, where were you at before? You were at an AGOT tournament before this?
2: No, I was just home uh let's let's not talk about how uh <laughs> I couldn't okay he, uh, I ran for sheriff oh, all right I ran for sheriff, and the election was on Tuesday. I could not get on a plane in time for the l c q so um I could not come thinking I would not be able to play. Then I found out that everyone in the l c q got in, so I was a little <laughs> mad but but to be fair. They they kind of made up for it to me, so I came and I recorded some games. They're gonna be on YouTube after the fact, um, so there's some bonus content for people. Woo!
3: Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. So this was my first time coming to Worlds, and it's been a great experience. <laughs> the uh, the community is great. That was the big thing for me. Like everybody here has been welcoming. Uh, it's been really, really strange having people come up to me and go. You know, are 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 you Doug? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there takes a bit, takes a bit getting used to that, does? Yeah, it's it's even weirder when someone came up to me and said, "Are you Tobin?" <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> I said, "No, I'm Doug." And he's <laughs> like, "You know, I really should have just shut my eyes and listened." <laughs> All right. Uh, no, my uh, but uh, my I got my my days off to a good start. Uh, the LCQ started with me seeing Genie at the table, which yeah, was a lot of yeah. fun. And then uh, you know she won, which was great. And then I got to turn the tables on her had, for first round of day one B, where I saw her again. So oh wow! Okay, <laughs> it was it was fun. It was it was great. The the
4: randomness of Swiss Swiss bearings, exactly. Right? All right. Anybody else? Uh, Brandon? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I came here uh, with an invite, so I was, I was pretty relaxed going into, into my first day. And uh, luckily, I didn't have to play on Wednesday, so I got to mess around with cubes and try out the draft format. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler, super awesome. Shout out to him. Um, got me the, the list so I could put together um, a draft cube, and I actually ran a second official, like, prized out draft uh, mm-hmm. and a third one. Um, so I've been involved in about four and a half drafts now. Um, in, in some part playing in two of them. Um, the format's amazing. Uh, I can't wait till everybody out there gets it. Um, it's gonna be amazing. We're gonna cover the crap out of it. I can't wait.
0: Yeah, if there's one thing that I've that I've heard a lot is that the draft is fun, right? So it's just been uh, I think it's been a hit. Tyler has been learning himself as he goes through. He's been amending the list, amending the cars that are there, and taking some out, putting some others in. Uh, and and I think he's going to provide that to not only the community and content creators, but also to the larger community.
8: Murph, go ahead. Uh, Well, I was going to say, in terms of the LCQ, the biggest moment is watching the stress leave the room. Round one, people are sitting there. I see all kinds of different people, the the old grizzled veterans like me who are like, yeah, well, you know, if I win, I win. If I lose, I lose. I don't care. And other people are like, oh, this is the day. I'm going to do it. And then they said, you've all made it everyone is going in good job everyone now you can play it out and win your koku and everyone was like ah and it felt like old 5r for five rounds because there was absolutely no pressure for success so you could focus on getting to know your opponent a little bit of banter a little bit of fun Uh, the rpg events at this thing have been amazing the draft pods have been amazing It has been very fun to be able to sit back and enjoy it and take it all in as the card game this year, unlike the previous two Winter Courts, seemed to be a lot smaller component of what actually happened at Winter Court.
5: So I actually have a few wonderful memories. Uh, the first is a lot of people have been really excited about draft, but I got to do a lot of the other new format, which is the 2v2 team format. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've had games going every night, and it is absolutely fantastic. The rules are online, I recommend checking it out. Wonderful. Uh, I got to do the RPG events here, and I'm delighted that FFG made those an official part of Winter Court. They were a blast. I know that she needed some of those as well, so she'll talk about them. But the biggest moment for me was we had a lot of people from my local meta come out for their first Winter Court. And just getting to see the delight on their face as they were surrounded by other geeks that shared their exceedingly nerdy hobby together, <laughs> and uh, f- I think four of them made uh, made day two on their first winter court. And I just can't get over Excellent. the delight and excitement Excellent. they had for it. So shout out to all of uh, my friends in Nova.
4: Yeah, yeah.
0: Adam, you're next. What's up?
5: Yeah, I wanted to echo what Brandon was saying about how much Tyler's kind of
6: embraced the the draft format, and uh, actually thank Brandon because I think he made it. He made it possible for uh, there to be more than one draft for a while and then we had i think mm-hmm. three drafts at one point going there uh, were today. there was a third today
0: yeah. he had one single session and there were three of them yep yeah, otherwise so, there's been doubles
6: so yeah tyler's been awesome with kind of making that that draft format and he offered opportunity for us uh at the beacon format to stream which we tried to i don't know if anybody saw that kind of like died but we did record nine hours <laughs> Of footage. Oh, you got it. Okay, All and right. it is going to go Wonderful. up on YouTube. Uh, so we got one and a half drafts, more or less. But what's great is we got a pocket cam, so we get to see the cards that Tyler drafted the mm-hmm. entire time and what mm-hmm. choices he made. So Excellent. I think that'll go a long way for people.
4: Excellent. So in the uh, in the second draft that they recorded, also we got uh, fro top. Um, Chris Potter, if we got all of his picks. um, So we see him in the pocket cam going pick by pick as well. Um, So I think that's going to be a good resource for people seeing kind of what draft is as a first example. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I I was uh, talking to Tyler after the last draft this afternoon, and he was saying that he's just learned so much about how to draft. He's done, he did five of them by now, right? So it's like he's, there was a big difference between what he was doing on Wednesday and what he was doing today. So, uh, but I'm glad it was reached so many people.
11: I had a, a couple of friends come in to play L5R from uh, other games. Uh, this this is our first winter court, like first real uh, experience with the L5R community, and they did uh, they played uh, fairly well. They went three and three uh, in day one B, and so I was just super proud of my friends just showing up out of random games. And,
0: and so, if I World may court. ask Edward, how did they how did they receive the community? How did they perceive us? Oh, they seem to be enjoying everybody. Good. Well, that, that's that's a good thing, right? Like we want be these people to come back. We want them to have a good time. I certainly have had a good time. Go ahead, James.
7: I also want to thank uh, Nick. I know he's not here, but spending the time on uh, what was it Tuesday, Wednesday, to uh, watch the um, basically watch the draft and make sure the streaming was going well spent the whole day doing that so thanks for that. Yeah. And I also want to thank all the people that came out and dressed up because I basically came here for the costume contest. <laughs> And I was psyched. Yeah, you were dressed up th- you were
0: a uni one, one day. A uh, gaijin like, one day. Gaijin one day.
7: I had a different outfit for each day. I will <laughs> have to put something together for tomorrow with my leftovers, but I'll have something. That's
0: wonderful. Yeah, it was really cool seeing the people in the costumes.
5: I'm interrupting real fast just to point out that Jeannie is still dressed up in her she crane is. kimono right now. She is and it I love just it. looks absolutely radiant. <laughs>
9: <laughs> well, I wanted to say that. As much as it's been fun for people to experience worlds here I had the best time being here getting to meet everybody else because I don't get to play very much I don't get to interact with the community except online very much at all and uh, it's just been delightful to meet so many new people put faces to all the all the names that I've seen online and you know, it, it's just been precious. I've been very excited about every moment of it.
10: Uh, I'm also going to echo one of the earlier statements that uh, this is the... I, I, I've had the opportunity, this is my... I can't remember, like, eighth world, something like that? I don't know. I went to the Gen Con ones a lot back in the old days. This is the first time I've really felt that energy again. And it, this community, it, this game has always been about the community and the sense of ownership and the sense of joy that we have sharing this this world's had
8: that and that's great while we're on the topic of costumes and energy i want to commend alex for that incredibly sexy monk tattoo costume <laughs> wearing to today. <laughs> i mean he was he was rocking that hard
5: he's exaggerating like it's literally a pair of thai fisherman's pants uh, yellow karate gi and a shirt I bought online. But on the plus side of the sh- uh, the shirt, it has these tattooed uh, flowers that makes it look like my nipples are exploding with fire. <laughs> You're welcome, <laughs> listeners.
1: <laughs> Trevor, you had something? Yeah, to go on to what Dave was saying, there has been the excitement, I think, has a lot to do with FFG, specifically Matt Holland, reaching out to the community on Facebook, keeping us up to date. Um, I think Fantasy Flight as a company heard this somewhat disappointment from the community, or just lack of information. And, you know, uh, lack of information leads to Uh, negative thoughts uh, spreading. But they've turned this around. The story has come out repeatedly since then. Interesting prizes come out. Matt Holland has personally come out and let everyone know the fine details that we all want to know and stuff. Uh, And this whole weekend they've been working to their bones trying to make this event going on. These guys are doing like What, uh, like 12 hour days, 18 hour days, something Mm -hmm. like that? Mm Tyler has been doing draft pods every day since like Tuesday. He probably doesn't want to see another L5R card as long as he lives after this (laughs) night.
2: Uh, (laughs) So I want to echo off this as well. First, uh, I do want to say there aren't many of us left that used to play old L5R uh, and now play new L5R. But there were a lot more than I expected here this weekend, and I was really excited to see that. And I saw the excitement in their eyes, especially at the end, which we'll get to later. But second, I definitely want to commend FFG staff for this weekend and for all that they've really been doing, especially because last year I talked Tyler's ear off for probably two hours about how we needed a community manager. And Tyler today confirmed for me that I was the reason Matt Holland is now the community manager. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, th- you're welcome, Matt.
3: <laughs> so, yeah, FFG is improving every year when it comes to communication. They still have a ways to go, but they are really making great strides. They're really trying. They're really putting in the effort. It's it's really amazing. And the prize support this year was the best I've seen at an FFG event. Everything is like steamrolling and getting better and getting better. And like the, this game is really growing both inside FFG and in the community. And that is beautiful.
10: I think above all else, this proves that when FFG took on the mantle of being the company that owns L5R, there was definitely there were growing pains, but we've gotten up to speed and the future is bright. And yeah. Let's see where this takes us. I think they have definitely have lived, they're moving up and there, the challenges in front of them. I think they're finally living up to it.
2: One thing that Tyler said to me, and I think it's important that we all note this, is that he said to me, when we see negative feedback, we really do take it and then work on it. But sometimes it takes like six months before you see the results of that. And he told me, he was like we really don't do a great job of things like rewarding judges or things like that and we're working on it we realize these things and i think that we will be seeing more changes and more positive things happening within the community especially for people who maybe don't do non-play who don't who do non-player roles
0: yeah i I've, this is the uh i mean l5r this is the third worlds but I, this is the fifth In six years that I've been coming, right? So for Conquest Netrunner and L Five R, this is the smoothest it's ever been run. That might be a little bit. A little bit of that might be the fact that it's only one game instead of two or three. But they have really raised the bar. I talked to Matt, gave him uh, props for this, and he he said, "Yeah, he's the external face, but there is uh, a gentleman by the name of Jimmy. I don't." I can't remember his last name right now, but Jimmy is the one that scheduled everything, right? And Jimmy is the one that came up with the best idea, this side of the Pecos, which was that the arena, the clan arena events would be drop in, drop out, drop, add in, drop out. So he realized that six rounds uh, with everybody doing everything wasn't going to be possible that, but, he allowed for people, he structured it so that people would be able to drop out for a round and come back in. And I did that. I played four rounds out of six and three rounds out of six, and I had a blast. But I needed the downtime, too. So uh, props to Jimmy, props to FFG for raising the bar so well. And, yeah, I agree with what's been said, which is we're looking good. We're going forward.
10: That was actually, uh, Jimmy Lee, is by oh, the Jimmy way. Oh, Jimmy Lee.
7: There yep. you go. Yeah. Wonderful. I would say the clan arenas were probably some of my be- best games. We played together, uh, Doug and I. And uh, I have to say I probably had the most fun there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did any, did, did any of you participate in the Elements Unlocked, Unbound? Yeah? I see a whole show of hands here. Let's, let's hear about that. Edward? It was, uh, it was Wild West. I was, uh, was not <laughs> prepared for uh, Elements Unbound.
11: I just thought it would be uh, just a good old time. And uh, I was playing my regular... Um, a competitive deck for the main event, and um, there was some crazy stuff out there. I was not prepared for. What so was the craziest? I think Alex Leong uh, came at my stronghold, and he wound up getting to fifty-two military.
8: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's, that's a up. theory to of the wild. damned. In case y'all want you got some. Yeah, um, in the Elements Unbound, I took a straight-up deck because I actually just wanted to see what other stuff people was running. I have a deck I've been helping somebody else test. So I grabbed it out of the box and went. And as I got to the box, went through it, I got to see a whole bunch of weird ideas, especially uh, Unicorn Seeker of Air. I saw a crane discard your entire planet deck. Uh, it was awesome. All right. But uh, the best thing was, I think it showed that you could take an OP existing role deck and play it against any role of the environment, and didn't really change. The overall level of competitiveness, that the rules are definitely going to be talked about later.
0: Yes, yes, we will. For those of you who have been living under a rock for the last maybe 12, 14 hours since we're recording this, uh, yeah, there's some news th- that came out of the last few minutes of the stream and the last few minutes of the winter court. So, Alex, what do you have to say? So I... I did it.
5: Uh, I had a pretty standard uh, die show, Dishonor, Seeker Fire, every province is going to break and hurt you deck. Just really hope I don't draft Unicorn. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, but one of the fun things for me was seeing a lot of the older decks that were fun decks and just seeing how they were updated. Uh, yeah. Like Brad Amen was making uh, Charge Bird work without charge, but still Mia Satoshi and how do you adapt to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he won five zero, so apparently quite well. <coughs> but it, it gave people a lot of experience room to expert with new stuff but also a chance to keep playing a lot of their favorites. And I
0: actually like that aspect. That's
5: cool. To be fair, it is Brad Eamon playing a deck.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Brad Eamon playing a deck probably makes a deck fifty percent better than at least me, that's for sure.
1: Trevor, what's up? I would say someone who goes to a lot of these tournaments um worlds is by far the most competitive uh some of the ones that we have like a lot of people just go to like whatever is local you go to your local elementary i mean you're gonna have like a handful of killers there uh if it's one of those tournaments that's really hard to do like a thursday at like 2 p.m that people have to take work off usually those are pretty competitive honestly uh like this sounds arrogant but at a larger event like gen or something you can go a few rounds and everything's gonna kind of average because there's so many people there here everyone is a killer if you can make even like a single victory throughout this tournament and stuff you're doing pretty good yeah. so I was yeah. like if, you, if people went home this weekend with <laughs> only like a 1-5 or a 2-4 feel good about yourself
2: <laughs> I I want to say that this game just in general it has a is a game with a lot of moving parts it's very mentally challenging to play this game so if you can play this game at all you're doing pretty well
5: uh, yeah yeah Trevor, why you gotta come at me like that?
1: When like <laughs> look, uh, he didn't say you just heard it. If, <laughs> uh, if, if but uh, check out the uh, Lotus Pavilion scores and just look at some of the big names on there and see how many people got eliminated the first round or went like with several. Levels. Jasper's a very good uh, dragon player, uh, Jasper Magnus. Uh, he's uh, I think he was top dragon at Gen Con. He went like one five this weekend. By by the
5: same token, I also would like to say anyone who's thinking about coming to Worlds, but is afraid that they're not a good enough player. One, you'll find these tournaments naturally sort you into uh, competitive brackets for you, just by round five, Mm -hmm. like you're going to get some games that are the right level, whatever that level is. But there's a lot else to do besides pure hyper-competitive round 1A, day 1B events. Like there's the different clan arenas, there's alternate formats, there's RPG. So you will find something to do that you love if you like L5R at all.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So, how many of how many of you how many around the table have been have is it's your first time? Doug, it's your first yeah, it's time. It's my first time. Okay, so let's go around. And let's. Well, let's. I want to go back to something first. Oh, sure, sure.
3: Because uh, you know, talking about like standings and you know people's performances, I was one of those people who went one in five my first time coming here, and it was gr- And it was a great experience. I had a lot of great play. Uh, everyone that I sat down with was amazing, uh, but I do have some advice to everyone out there. You need to take more than a week before Worlds to choose your deck. Yeah, uh, I chose my deck the week before Worlds, and I also switched clans. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Adam, what about yeah, you?
3: This was my first
6: time. Uh, I had a blast. I think that you know you guys echoed and kind of said all the stuff that I that I witnessed as far as the community. Uh, I'm lucky enough to have Dave in my local community was three three plus years ago now uh, I was interested in playing lcgs l5r was coming out I love the theme Dave came back from Gen con you know got us all talking about it and we've been playing ever since you know he's kind of a perfect example of what the community I think is and I saw a lot of that this week here I I'm a I am a hyper competitive player but I am also someone who love I like that format but I love meeting the people, playing the games, and going through the experiences. I don't care if I win or lose, but I like the environment. Uh, so I think the, the, the takeaway here is you can come to this and you can get the best of both worlds. right? You can get that competitiveness but not play in a uh, frustrating environment. Yeah,
0: right? and one of the things I th- think that's the in my take on this world is that this is the first instance out of first three years where there is plenty for all Interest All levels of interest from casual to competitive to do. I mean, you, ha- you have all this stuff we've talked about. The RPGs, the, L- the clan arenas, the draft. It's the first time. that This is a as robust of an event for any one card game that I've attended. It felt like and a convention. It, it was wonderful. Yes, yes, absolutely. Jeannie.
9: Uh, well, it was my first world. Uh, I probably would never, ever in a million years come to a competitive card game anything because I don't play the card game very much at all but with it all coming to the focus of just on Legend of the Five Rings especially um, I, I kind of feel a responsibility to the community you know it's very nice to praise FFG and they definitely deserve a hundred percent of the praise that mm-hmm. they've gotten but you know what I wanted to do when I came into this was do my part our part as players to make that happen. This stuff, this this magic or this this community doesn't, nobody can give it to you, no corporation can give it to you. You have to foster it and you have to nurture it and that's what I really uh, wanted to do and take the opportunity of it being a crane winter court and all of that yes, too, absolutely, to do that, absolutely. so that was my hope and I, I, I'm really glad that people felt that even if
0: they, you know they, you know, it's from FFT. And and here's here's a small observation I made. I watched a, a, a father and a daughter come in, and sh- the daughter's maybe five six. They they don't they're coming in because they're events that are regulars, right? And the dad is just looking at all the people, and the little girl is looking at the blue streamers, blue streaming uh, bunting, in all the upper roof, and she's just like look at that dad and dad's like what huh? and there it is right that's that's the crane motif for the winter court and those little things are representative of the community right and they they resonate with people that resonated with that little girl and she will remember that for a little little while maybe a lot maybe a long time and
1: that's they, why we don't let scorpion win <laughs> <laughs> oh oh i feel attached. really <laughs>
2: wait can we let mantis win then <laughs> oh, <laughs> spicy. <laughs> Only great clans are
1: allowed here, yeah, sorry.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, then I'm I'm going to
10: As the resident Naga,
2: <laughs>
10: I would like to remind you all, burn the land. Anyways, um, no, but really the, uh, the community is what makes this game what it is. And yeah, again, the, 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 the streamers seeing the this kid who this is their this father of the first brush really of this game, changes it from a game on the shelf at a crowded game store to 250 people. because it remember, because day 1a and day 1b were over 100 people each. So that's 200, 250 people were playing this game this weekend. That's a lot of people. Kiko, the Kikomatsuri at Gen Con was huge. This, I think, was better than that Kikomatsuri, even though it was a bigger event. The fact is, I actually even got the fortune of... I have a friend who a friend I've had for like 10 years... Um, she's been a long time gamer. She's always been like vaguely aware of L five R. It's never been her thing. And she walks in the FFG game center today. She sees the game like the the finals matches up on the big screen. Everyone's sitting there just eating their food, watching it. There's people debating about strategy. They flash to uh, they flash to Anil and Frotop who are standing there. You know Anil with his like blazer and tie, and or Frotop with his blazer and tie, and Anil being like all like like all sort of hands and looking forward and being very, very, very serious about this game. And it just, it, it hits me. This is a spectator sport. This is a game that transcends that sort of community and basically is, has the elements that's going to, this is a great game. And it's a great community that has helped build this great game. And so, especially, again, to all of you out there who are listening to this podcast, FFG, yeah, make a good game. They run a great event. Tyler, you're a great game designer. Keep loving this game. But it is, at the end of the day, the community.
3: I just want to add one quick thing to that. I don't know if any of you guys noticed how everybody in the place, 250 people, were either sitting around the streaming area or huddled over phones or... You know, just everybody was glued to the finals. Like, it was amazing. Any
0: other final thoughts on kind of the, just the, the event as a whole?
8: I just wanted to say one of the most important things that did come up this year is the classic of life and art crossing over each other. You can clearly see with the, a lot of the old 5R players and the new L5R players who never played the old game, but you're now seeing the veneration as you move through the the card players who have been the top card players since the beginning of the game are now passing along that knowledge to the new ones. The people who have been the clan loyalists who kept their clan spirit going from the old game to the new game, they're almost now in that venerated elder status where the other people in the clan go, yeah, you may not be like six and oh, but you know what? You matter to our clan. We want you to be at the dinner. We want you to be there to show the new people this is what we do. And that kind of thing is almost, that is Rokugan, but then that's the game working through the people and art and life blending together.
4: So, just to hearken back to you know the community thing, um, coming into this as a as a person who's only played new 5R, never old 5R, getting to meet all of the old 5R players, um, the people who kind of bring the spirit of the game, Mel, uh, Mark Armitage, uh, the people who who you know they just kind of bring us this this unique <laughs> kind of uh, the Kims, of course the Kimpire, they bring us this unique unique take on things on like a game and a community, and like today uh, or day one when we I, I played on stream against uh, a gentleman. And, uh, Lewis Tarmichael. I want to give him a shout out. He was the best opponent I think I've had uh, in this game. We were bantering. Alex is great too. We were bantering <laughs> so hard on stream. I think it was uh, we were on stream round two. Um, I, I haven't watched it yet but I've heard that Anil and Fro just kind of stopped whenever we were talking at one point. I mean we were full RPing our characters and it made this like really intense competitive like we we're on stream it's a real serious game and took it into like just fun goofing around wonderful yeah
0: just fantastic Trevor you have one (laughs) last thing
1: yeah uh, probably a big thing too is uh, we mentioned the the dinners the clan dinners if you ever get a chance I highly recommend uh, participating in that Uh, me and Jeannie coordinated the crane dinner this year Uh, we we went over to Kyoto Sushi um, and we do this every year uh, either here at Gen Con get everyone together Jeannie makes uh, little um, patches for not just clan mods but like the families of the crane family come together um Eric brings um, first place token. To, uh, we bring a lot of people over. Are having a good time just talking? To, because the, the one of the things that most defines L five R is the clans and the weird clan loyalty that happens. I say weird, but like it's very easy to kind of synergize. Like these are your people, and this is how uh, who I want to hang out with. Of course, you're attacked. You're a dirty pirate. Leave me alone, Mal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So so let's tr- let's turn our attention to uh, the tournament itself. So. We had uh the l c q as was mentioned before, everybody qualified, right They had enough they had just a fraction uh, if they went with the hard numbers, I talked to matt Holland if they had gone with hard numbers, they would have left out literally a, a couple of handfuls of people out of the l c q and that would have created like it, 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 Brian, you talked about the stress in the room that would have created a serious stress in the room if you knew that all you had to do was be not bottom 10, and you were going to get in. So they said, Hey, you know what? We're going to move, move some things around and make it possible for everybody to be in. They did it. Right. So that took the, that made Wednesday fun. It made Wednesday experimental. It made Wednesday, it took the stress out of the room. You didn't see people getting up. Uh, I've been at tournaments where people kick holes in walls, right? Uh,
2: flip tables, literally flip yeah, tables.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And walk away tilted out of their minds. And this did not, that had the poten- that LCQ being the level of, being the level it was and what it was, had that potential. And they deflated it completely. So props to them. Yeah, James, what did you have to say?
7: So about the LCQ. LC- LC- so I was playing, I know we all qualified. And there was a certain point where, like, I'm like, like two, three, or like, I'm just not doing well. And I'm like, just like, what the F? Why isn't my deck working? Just through – And then, like, the next day. Like, I look at the standings at the end, and I'm like, oh, wait a second. I would have qualified anyways. I was 64. I just made it. And then, I, for whatever reason, that stress got out of me. So, when I was actually playing in the actual tournament, like, even if I lost, I felt great. Like, I was like, oh, these are great games. Oh, no, I'm 3-3. Three three. Oh, no. like Good, good. Just a good day. Good,
0: good. That's the, that's the approach we have to have, right? Because, in the end, there's 200-plus people participating in this thing. One can be the winner. One right Dibs. so yeah so oh there there's only one and so everybody else is going to have lost their last game so now who the, the show of hands i know the listeners can't see so 1a 1a oh wow okay 1b so we're about oh we're about halfway halfway Couldn't play. all right <laughs> couldn't play yeah 1c 1c all right so what's uh what was 1a like
10: well actually oh. i would like to point out something sure so I was one A, then I was one B, <laughs> then I was one B, then I was one A, oh, that's then right. I was one B. Right. There was all some, in the course clan, of an hour.
0: There was a clan discrepancies. Right. They figured out that there was a lot of unbalanced, like especially crane and unicorn. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. They, but, boy, they won. day A. day B. So mm-hmm. they yeah. straightened some of that out.
2: Yeah. So what apparently happened was they had an Excel spreadsheet of all of the players, and it was sorted by clan and instead of randomizing it someone cut it in half and all of the the uh, clans in the beginning of the alphabet were at the beginning on um, 1a and the other half were in 1b and so literally there would have been like no crabs or cranes on day B. Uh, yeah 1B. Yeah, so yeah
0: yeah other that, than the ones that have already earned the seats and been assigned that's yeah. what happened okay all right cool so uh 1b B. I, I was 1a I will save my shame for the Art of Warcast. Uh, we'll talk about that later. But anybody else want to explain their, uh, oh, share yeah. a little bit about their their day and their performance?
8: Uh, 1A was uh, pretty straightforward. Um, my deck worked half the time. What'd you Didn't, play? I played Unicorn because it was a story event, therefore have to play Unicorn. Okay. There's no debate. I played Lion in the LCQ. I played Lion in the Elements Unbound because I'm finding that more fun right now. But in there, I did it. Um, Couple of people I played, who one who I beat, one who I didn't. Both made day two, and had a good time. Three three, overall pretty good. But uh, yeah, if I'd practiced a little bit more, I probably would have had a much better time.
4: Go ahead, Brandon. <clears throat> so uh, my, uh, you know, day one B we showed up. It, w- it was pretty good. and I-, I was doing pretty well at first. Uh, I won my first three rounds. Um, then I lost a couple. Uh, being a dishonor scorpion player, it, it's kind of outstanding when you get to say the sentence that a crane player honored out against me. Um, <laughs> that's a real thing that really that's awesome. happened. Uh, that's and awesome. awesome. In, in the final round on the bubble, um, I uh, ended up playing uh, a really good friend, uh, and I uh, thought I was going to make Clan Challenger. There was some drama about that. I didn't end up doing it, but I scooped uh, because he had, you know he wasn't going to get in on in Clan Challenger, and uh, I would do it a thousand times. This community is amazing. Like day one B was great. All the players were great. Excellent. Just one add
8: on before we move around as we adjust the mics. I just wanted to point out that last year when I played Yakub at Worlds, he managed to dishonor me out before the second turn was even completed. It was actually rather impressive that I could lose that quickly. (laughs) This year, I won most honorable in every game playing Unicorn, even though I didn't want to.
0: (laughs) Excellent, excellent, excellent.
5: I was actually very excited. Uh, this is my third winner. Court is the first one that I qualified for day two. And it just started off absolute travesty. I went, uh, I lost my first two matches. Uh, and so for the rest of the day, it was going, got to win this, got to win this, got to win this. All I can say is by by the end of like on, on that fourth round and uh, so on that sixth round uh, was against unicorn, which is my second worst matchup. So at the previous match, been, and about t- Ten minutes into it, I lose a two-fate Ratsuga with a die and all the fun toys onto an endless plains, and I'm just thinking, oh yeah, s- that-, yeah that was me. <laughs> and by the end, by the by the end of it, like um I just like, pulling out the wind, I I just remember like for the first time about six hours, my sphincter finally loosened up. <laughs> and it just uh, felt so. To too it. much
9: information
2: there. <laughs>
5: oh, I can give you more, all but right. I won't. Uh, we all live in a dragon submarine.
2: <laughs> I just I just want to s- apologize to Alex because it's my fault that he didn't win because after his game, every single one of my friends that was on the recorded uh, Sixth Ring video that is going to be up on YouTube later, shameless plug, all of my friends lost their game during that. <laughs> oh, shoot.
0: <laughs>
7: shoot. I, I think my favorite moment of the uh, the uh, 1A was uh, when I took out our logo, Hotomato and... Uh, Claimed to pin. Uh, sorry, Nick, you're not here. So uh, too bad. All right,
3: I had a fun experience with Day One B. So then this sort of ties in with what Murph was saying about it and, and others were saying about like the community and like the, the veneration and the older players and like and how the, the the big tournament players get recognition. My first round was against Genie, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, my second round, uh, Karma got me, and I saw Johnny Shen. Uh, That was an amazing game. All 20 minutes of it. (laughs) Uh, I I was playing Unicorn, and it took him about two seconds to analyze my deck and shut me down. It was... was, He's an amazing card player, and just sitting there across from someone who plays the game at that level and watching him just destroy you was actually really, really cool. All
0: right, so uh, upon the... Crowning of our new Phoenix Shogun, uh, we're gonna we're gonna move and in, into some of the biggest news of the day, biggest news of the evening, and so in the crowning of the new Shogun, he had a decision to make, and that decision was what would Totori do, uh, in light of the choices that he had in uh, presented to him in the Cornered Lion, and then we knew. F- th- the shogun was presented with four choices. Jeannie, you're going to go through that for us, being our, being uh, the resident crane expert in dip- diplomacy,
9: right? <laughs> well, the, he had a variety of choices, but the one that he chose in the end was that Totori was going to investigate the attempt on his life and the possible connections to the emperor's death. Dragging the perpetrators into the light to foil their efforts, <laughs> and I have to admit that when that decision was made, there was kind of a little booing from the scarlet and
0: pointy-tailed <laughs> section of the uh, audience. There. Ah, that's well, you know. If they don't
5: like it, they can win worlds next year. Yeah,
0: exactly. All right. Any, any, any quick thoughts on on what that might mean? Are we excited about that? Are we not? What's going on?
1: Well, assuming he doesn't get assassinated again, it does spell kind of doom and gloom for the Scorpion because presuming he's successful, you cannot not air the Scorpion's dirty laundry uh, in the course of doing that.
3: I think it means that there's probably going to be a lot of dead scorpions between now and the you know, next <laughs> world. Tutori vs. Aramoro 2, The Revenge. <laughs>
8: no, or 3.
5: I screwed that up, it's 3.
8: <laughs> no, no, no. The correct answer is, as the scorpion accept responsibility for what the crane have done, they pass it along, and eventually Tutoro gets all parties who lied. Dude, <laughs> Genie's sitting right next to you. <laughs> for
9: now. <laughs> Oh, there's that. Actually, I think that coming into this decision, we really have no idea where any of this is going to go. They're, they have not telegraphed much. You know, we can make some big conclusions, but I can see Tatori ending up wandering through Rokugan as a ronin just as quickly from this story decision as from any of the other just story decisions. We, we really don't know, so it's fun to speculate, but I think the story is wide open, and they will throw any number of twists
5: at us. Yeah,
0: and based on that decision, we'll be seeing some uh, the the cornered line part two in the next uh, week or two.
10: And all I know is that it's going to be written. Apparently, according to what they said on the website, the sequel will likely be written by Robert Spooky Denton the third, and I am <laughs> looking forward to that.
3: Uh, I th- I would like to say one thing of that I, I've sort of mentioned this before on our podcast. The story that they're that they're telling this time around. I think is heads and tails above the old storyline. It's more human. It's it's engaging. It's it's wonderful, and and it's, it really feel. It's got really good theme, really good feeling. It feels like, you know, Asian literature.
0: Cool.
10: cool. As somebody who also very much has critiqued the storyline of the old game, and regularly talks
1: about the new storyline, I absolutely agree.
0: All right, cool. I got one more thing. All right, oh, Trevor, just, yeah. Just one, one more thing.
1: thing. Uh, just keep in mind, so we do know what Tatori chose, but also, most importantly, what he did not choose. So he did not go find Daisetsu. So now Daisetsu and Sahai is under the care of Mitsu. So their destiny is on their own. He also did not go and reclaim his position as a lion. So f- until for the notice, the lion is rallied under uh, Lady Suko Suc- uh, For good or <laughs> ill, yeah. yeah. For
0: good so. or ill. All right, cool. Uh, so that was a piece of news. Right? That, that, that everybody, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> but then what happened was, and, and for those of you who watched the stream, Tyler gathered the clan leaders, the the top top clan top of clan folks from the Winter Court this year, and he gathered them and he was talking to them about something. We had no mics. We didn't know what was going on.
2: Pushed, pushed
0: people back. away. He I, pushed people away. Yes. I, I,
2: I used my degree in uh, security and loss prevention to keep people away from Tyler and friends.
0: There you go. And so they came out of that conversation. They th- th- Two, three, four minutes. I mean, it was you know like, what the hell's going on? That was the question. Was, like, I was in the lobby of the event center. We were like, what the hell are they talking about? So then they come out, and it, we all presume it's going to be world choice. Oh, role selection, yay. And then Tyler says, I talked to the clan leaders, and they approved freeing of the rolls. So here we are. Hashtag free the roles has been a thing for who knows how long. Two years. Two years. It is a <laughs> jungle now, right? And it, that's, this is effective immediately. This is effective with the with the 2020 first qualifier tomorrow, as we sit here t- uh, on on Saturday night. Thoughts?
1: Uh, to start things off, uh, I really enjoyed this decision. I've always been kind of lukewarm uh, on the debate of Free the Rolls, not Free the Rolls personally, uh, but for this, specifically for the... Winners of worlds choosing the roles. This is a better option because presumably there's going to be a future RL within the next few months. They don't know what's going on, so they are kind of making a blind decision there. We have uh, the newly announced clan wars coming out in a couple of months. We don't know what rollout cards are there, so any choice that they would have made would have been inherently a blind choice. So this is the best of all worlds. Speaking as a crane, we already have all the roles that we really wanted, so it just <laughs> we don't have much to choose from anymore, uh, but there's a lot of other clans out there who desperately need very specific roles at this point. Cool, Melissa?
2: I was super excited to hear that announcement because I've been very like iffy on the game over the last few months because I feel like with the roles being locked there's only so many choices I can make. I can either have this cookie cutter deck or this cookie cutter deck if I want to do well. And now it's just going to be mayhem and it feels like old l5r again and i'm just so excited and look forward to my faceless decks coming soon
3: (laughs) doug first off bring on the jank (laughs) Uh, uh, (laughs) can i get an amen (laughs) uh amen okay fine um but uh one of the things that that uh that really interested me coming into worlds was uh the the last choice of roles where everyone went like earth and air where everything was one-sided like every clan was was in those roles as much as they could Mm -hmm. in that last decision and then the new rl comes down and just destroys that decision so you know it the, the, for some clans, well, yeah, for some clans. For, for for a lot of clans, it did it did it, it really it just threw the meta in out the window. So you know, worlds was the wild west as far as meta goes. It wasn't a solved meta, and with the lion pack coming out late, you know that made things even more so. So it 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 really made things interesting. The the field was wide there. You know, every clan had a chance, and so I think that this freeing of the roles makes that permanent. And I think that's really kind of cool. And what we know for the Free the Rolls is that it's in
0: place for at least the next year. then and, and that was confirmed inside Conversations with Tyler. So, Edward. So,
11: I just want to, I, I guess I have two things I want to say about this. Uh, the first one is, are we, do we ever imagine a world where the rolls will not be
0: freed? No, right. I, I, you know, who knows? Like we couldn't like Tyler right up until right up until the end of the tournament, people were asking him. And he's like, no, I'm not going to change the rules. I'm not going to change the rules. I'm not going to change the rules. And then he asked the clan leaders, are we going to change the rules? They said, yes. Whoa. Right. So, I mean, I talked to people minutes before that conversation came down and they're like, it's never going to happen. And then it happens. So uh, the last thing I want to do is say, yeah, because it might turn out that freeing the rules is not good for the game. I mean, in all honesty, it might turn out that people what people what we wanted is not good. So, w- w- but we'll see, right?
11: <coughs> the other point I want to make about um, about open roles is that I don't. I'm on the. i probably in the minority, and I don't not convinced it's a good idea, because all it does is uh, increase the number of choices you make. The choices of role to pick for the optimal deck from 2 to 12. I mean, 2 to 10 or 17, depending on whether you count the supports. Right, right.
0: Alex.
5: So, I'm not... Edward, I love you, but I disagree with you. Everything you just said there. Uh, I'm really excited.
0: Everything
5: you said is wrong. <laughs> I didn't say it's Sixth wrong, I said disagree. Uh, Maybe.
2: Family issues. <laughs> uh,
5: I'm really excited to see the experimentations. Uh, for the past two years, I've been advocating for players to try off meta decks, to try new things, and this gives the options. And if somebody wants to just run the top deck, they still have that option. But if you want to see what else you can do, you've got a lot more space to play around with. That said, now that there's all this wonderful choice with all with ten different elemental roles, personally I intend to double down with support of the crane.
0: Aha, okay, cool. Brandon, What's up? What's,
5: what are so your thoughts? I, I
4: think ultimately I have three things that, that this brings to mind. Thing number one, I think that this is a huge step towards the player agency in the game. Um, you know, I, obviously it was it was the, the seven who came together who got to choose that this was a thing. And if, you know, they all said, no, we want this role, maybe it wouldn't have happened. Maybe it would. We don't know. Um, but, you know, I'd like to see more things like this. And I think this goes a long way towards players being given an option and kind of having a bit of a chat and saying, well, maybe, you know, we can do this. Yeah.
2: I do want to point out with that, um, Tyler forgot to announce it on stream, but this was a unanimous decision by all of the clan leaders to free the roles. Yep. Yep.
4: And the, just, you know, the other two real quick points. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to start thinking about this game way more. Um, it's going to give me the thing like, you know, looking at roll cards. I don't know if that's possible oh, oh, for some oh, of us. Oh, oh it is. is for you? Okay, oh, alright. No, looking at instead of looking at two, now we have to look at things from every angle, and that's when we're going to discover the new things. And uh, lastly, I just just want to say uh fires of justice out of kb it's gonna happen and you can't stop me now so
8: <laughs> adam um, your thoughts one, one thing oh. before we're just right. gonna jump the circle a bit here as we pass things around free the roles means a lot of things first thing it means is that from the competitive player point of view it's now all about the work there is no i'm just gonna phone it in and i'm gonna carry this because there are 12 different options for seven different clans Each one of these is a different matchup, does different things in each time, And i have to know them all i can't just practice for one unicorn hmt deck i have to be practiced for five different hmt decks and four different dragon daisho decks and three different crane decks one of which is dueling one of which is courtiers one of it is scorpion and they're all playing different roles so they may have separate sub cards which is like which roles do i have have to pick how many cards do i draw what do i bid these are all things you have to know and if you have to learn them on the fly in a tournament of the caliber of worlds It's too late. It's like writing an open book exam and then discovering it's a good time to read the law. It's bad if you haven't done the work. So the agency is on the players because it's all been pushed back to you in order to balance it. The restricted list is obviously going to be more important with Free the Rolls. But most importantly, you can now run a jank and you can say, I'm off kilter, but that's okay because no one's prepared for this. I can carry that to victory and we're over to you. Yeah, I'm excited for the open rolls. I think it's be interesting. This could be a test
6: the next 12 months. Who knows if they're going to close it and change them up or it's selection again. Uh, I do agree that it's going to be nice to have uh, kind of in your court as to where and how well you're going to uh, do with your deck, uh, which is, is an important point. I think that uh, it's going to be interesting to see if they have a decision to be made on changing whether or not decks become open list at every stage because do you just go into every game now with i have no idea what this deck could be i mean we've just said how many options we could we could be seeing <laughs> right and yeah. who knows maybe yeah. that will be the new thing that happens that open decks are always a thing now that still means you have to figure out how your deck plays, which is a thing I do like about this game, and I think it's going to be amplified now that everyone can kind of find the deck they want to play, they can learn it really well, and even if we have to do open decks, it doesn't matter because you don't know my deck, maybe. I'm showing it to you now, but you don't know how to use
0: it. Right, cause right, right, right. Because there's, there's synchronicities in the deck that, that right, aren't necessarily right. obvious from the list. Jeannie?
9: I think that you know this does offer a lot of freedom, and I think that overall it's probably a really good thing for the community. But... Um, we will have to be more patient now. Um, play testers have are a lot of work to do anyway. Every broken combo that comes along with every set is gonna hit you all at once. You're not gonna have that safety gap of only having you know, this role or that role. You're gonna get it all at once and broken combos happen. So that is one thing that we're gonna have to be aware of. They're going to come and hopefully they'll be restricted, but we are going to face that in the community, and you just have to be... That's the consequence of having free the rolls. The other thing is is that L5R has a long tradition prior to this of players in high-end tournaments making story line, uh, making decisions that actually impact the card game, whether it's I'm going to get my new card that I hope does this. that was the big goal was they'd actually try and get some card into the card game. The rolls was a way to control that and um, give it a chance to be play tested so it could be a repeatable thing that actually impacts the way the card game is played based on victories. If free the rolls becomes the thing we do forever, that particular interaction goes away and you know we have to just you know accept that.
2: I real quick want to point out that I believe on my podcast, it was that Tyler pointed out that when they do do playtesting, they plan for all roles. Yes, So
7: yes. James. So I have to agree with Brendan. My brain basically exploded because I know the roles are free tomorrow, and I'm looking at my list for tomorrow, and I'm like, what do I change? Nothing, because my brain exploded. So now I can just <laughs> put it on autopilot and play Phoenix Air with Chargebird, and I'm good.
5: Cool, cool. Just add Uh, a couple Wandering Ronin. It's a power move. (laughs) Uh,
10: David. So, uh, again, uh, anyone who reads my blog will remember that one of the things I pointed out that the current role restriction system did was what it was originally conceived of wasn't what it was today. And when it ended, um, basically all it did was it locked clans off of their best role for four months. I think this was absolutely the right move. I think that every single player who had an influence on it, I think Tyler made the right move by saying yes to it. I think this was the right choice. But more than just for the top end competitive play, stop a moment and think. Think to your stores. Think to your local play group. Think about getting somebody into this game. Think about being that ambassador who brings somebody into the world of Rokugan and shows them how wonderful this land can be. Think about that, and think about how much easier this one thing made it. And that is above and beyond. I mean, yeah, we're giving up, and again, I definitely do recognize Genie's comment that this is giving up one of the influences that players have. This This was a prize, this was something you earned, you could carve your name onto the history of L5R. As somebody who chased that for 20 years, that is a huge part of this game. But now they need to find a new way for us to carve our names into the history of L5R. And this was the right choice. Story
0: choices. <laughs> All right. Uh, Murph, you got something for us?
8: Yes. Um, for those of you who have come in the tradition of the unicorn, I come bearing gifts for those of you who are from podcasts, who have given so much to the community to help build it, help stabilize it, help publicize it, help new people come in and feel there. So I'll pass these ones around. You can describe what they are if somebody has a microphone and they can see one because this is audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do yeah, we yeah,
10: need to sure. refuse uh, this twice? Oh my god. <laughs> all room. right.
8: I don't and one for Al. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't have enough for everyone. I think I didn't there's know something how many in that one. We're going to be here but if someone can't describe them. It is, it is my gift to you guys for all the great listening that you bring to your listeners. Take that to your local store and
0: show me there are a lot of podcasts out there. That, this is cool. This very is cool. A, it's a black box, a latch. It's got L plus I know five. Who P. Made these. And it's got <laughs> uh, the five <laughs> the five rings, uh, air, earth, water, and fire, and instead of the void there's a microphone. Because so that's really cool. Yeah. We make nothing. Yeah. Yes.
2: This is amazing. And I it, it's I, a very I,
0: cool little deck box with a with a fashioned uh, oh, yeah, look at that. This container. Is really I nice. got the Dousy effective one. one. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, <laughs> um,
2: I, I want to give a shout out. I definitely know who made these, and Frank actually designed the first ones of these for an event that I was doing. And so, Frank Kalal. Uh, at piezo productions is that how what, yep. yeah he does some great stuff and uh tell him you know melissa he gives the melissa discount for anything engraved and whatnot he's been doing stuff for me for years and i love him to death
0: well excellent thank you very much murph thank you very much uh, much yeah, appreciate we nice. are not going to
9: be
10: insulted if we just take these right and don't go <laughs> through the whole refusal process
1: <laughs> yeah yeah Murph, I know you gave this to me just because I'm like the closest person here. You're of but I'm giving this one to Jeannie because she's not only here for uh, the Court Games podcast, but she's also one of the primary voices on the Tables Yours podcast, reading all the fiction. So, Jeannie, please yes, take yes, absolutely, absolutely,
0: absolutely. Thank
9: you very much. That's
0: really awesome. All right, folks, this has been a blast. This is kind of the this is the big event every year, annual event every year. Not, and I'm not talking about this freaking podcast. I'm talking about Winter Court. Uh, it's a pleasure to be a part of such a community. It's a pleasure to be a part of uh, this community of content creators, right? Uh, Melissa, uh, and it sounds like Six Ring is going to get a reboot. Uh, New, New England L5R is going to get some kind of reboot. That's wonderful. We'll get there. All right. Uh, Court Games is going strong. Meek and Fortman is going strong. J Throne, they couldn't make it. They they're all exhausted. They don't J, J. Throne's no been
1: streaming left. all weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they're fine. They they're perfect. They can't perfectly talk fine.
0: anymore. Though. Yeah. Ford, uh, Dave Five Rings, we got we got people here. Thank you very much It's a pleasure to be a part of this community. Uh, thank you. with, with when you come and you listen to us, I've said this before on the Art of Warcast, we love doing the podcast and to have people come up and say just that they enjoy what it is that we do that just keeps us going even more so thank you very much thanks for listening and we will have links to all these podcasts in the show notes uh please remember us uh when we die uh, or not i, I don't know what a great
1: note to end the son tobin yeah all right. take care folks Done.